Here's my license and proof. Don't of need it. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Do you know how ignorant you are going? What? Do you know what's going on around North Mississippi? Politics, entertainment, crime? Not really. It's what I thought. Subscribe to The Wyatt Riot on iTunes or listen on WTVA.com and I'll let you go this time. The Wyatt Riot. Try it. You won't deny it. Find it on iTunes or visit WTVA.com. Features. Podcasts. Yeah, this is going to be fun. The following podcast contains subject matter that may not be appropriate for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed in the program do not necessarily reflect those of WTVA or its sister station, WLOV. It is not a production of WTVA 9 News. September 1984, University of Missouri. A fresh-faced John DeLusick is hanging on every word from the news director because he has his heart set on being a TV weatherman, but he's lacking in confidence. What this news director tells him after spending some time with him and watching him work could really give him some insight. Straight objectivity from a professional. That was a good thing. Just the facts, like Joe Friday said. And so far, wow, this man seems impressed. Like, really impressed. John, you have a brilliant mind. I feel like I can't even hang with you. Oh, that's... Look, a lot of guys can play football. Know what I mean? Sure. Right, a whole lot of men are good enough to play professional football and fill out all the teams in the league. But some guys, just a few, have the potential to be Joe Montana. You understand? Uh, What I'm telling you is that I think you just might be that player. You're green. But you're sharp, you're enthusiastic, you know your stuff, you could be a leader, you could go all the way to the top. John is grinning and blushing. Well, I, you just gotta get rid of that stutter. It's terrible, man, Jesus. Creative Content Studio in the All-America City. This is Basement Now, a six-part series based on the true story of the North Mississippi tornadoes of 2014. City, Kansas. When John started working at this library, he was 14 years old with that terrible stutter. Now, he's a man in his 20s, and he's just about got that stutter licked. On this particular day, he's a little somber. He's made a lot of friends inside these walls. He was the one who had talked the library into introducing their video department. So much fun he'd had organizing the tapes and talking movies with patrons and co-workers. He will miss this, but it's okay. It's time to go and be a TV weatherman. His very last customer 
is approaching the counter now with video cassette in hand. Ms. Merritt, one of his favorites. Such a sweet lady. I found out my granddaughter has never even seen this. I said, we'll fix that then. Believe it or not, I've never seen all of it either. What? Johnny, how can you live here and work here and be your age without ever watching Wizard of Oz? I know, it's crazy. It's just, it's the tornado. It's got that thing... I still don't know how they did it. It's so impressive looking, especially for an old movie like that, you know? I just, it freaks me out. I can't watch it. But weather's your thing. It is my thing. I guess it's like my dad, you know? War movies can really bother him to see them. Well, he was a prisoner of war, you know? World War II, so. Well, I know, but you weren't a prisoner of a tornado. I know, I guess it's just, I don't know. Too real. August, 1989. Kansas City, Kansas. You got a call holding on line one, John. Okay, thank you. Hello, this is John. John, my name is Terry Smith. I'm the news director for WTVA in Tupelo, Mississippi. September 1989, Tupelo, Mississippi. John is beaming. The general manager of the station wants to speak with him personally. Walking down the wood-paneled hallway toward Mr. Ledbetter's office, he imagines how the meeting will go down. Mr. DeLusick, I just wanted to tell you that when we looked at your tapes, I wasn't sure. You were a nervous, skinny kid stumbling through a forecast. Terry wanted to take a chance on you, and boy, am I glad I let him. You're not only knowledgeable and comfortable out there, you are hilarious. We are so lucky to have you. Okay, this is his office, right? Yes, there he is. Mr. Ledbetter, you wanted to see me, sir? John enters and stands awkwardly, watching Mark Ledbetter rise to his feet behind his desk. Towering. Just naturally authoritative, this man. A legend and an innovator in the television news business. A former news anchor himself. John, I'm going to make this as simple as I can for you. Okay. I saw the thing you did this morning where you... Where I wore the jacket backwards. Yes, sir. Everyone got a kick. If I had wanted to hire a clown... I would have gone to Ringling Brothers. But you notice I didn't go to Ringling Brothers. No, sir, you did not. You do the weather, John. That's it. The weather. In a professional manner. Yes, sir. June 1992. Louisville, Mississippi. Ruth has gotten herself all made up. In a dress and her favorite pair of shoes. A friend of hers will be playing piano at church this evening. And Ruth will not miss it. She will be there in support and to enjoy the piano. She doesn't play piano anymore because she really doesn't have the time. But she still cherishes the sound of those keys. It's a unique and powerful instrument, the piano, that may not be able to bend and stretch like a guitar, but it sure can be pretty. It sure can tell a story. An old melody is running through her mind as she exits the house and gets into her car. As she is about to turn the key, she sees something that instantly vanquishes any thoughts of musical instruments or sweet melodies. A mouse. A real mouse. Right there on the passenger seat. Shrieking in horror, she gets out of the car like it's about to explode. Scrambling away, she glimpses her daughter and one of her sons laughing hysterically, watching her from the house through the window. She gets twisted up, and falls face first in the grass. Back up on her knees, she sees that the kids are out of the house coming toward her, not laughing anymore. Her daughter says, It's dead, Mama. We found it dead. Her son, Are you okay? They've gotten her again. Ruth looks at them 
like they too will soon be dead. But then she starts laughing, that infectious laugh, and the kids helping her up start laughing again too. August 1992, Fort Myers, Florida. Robbie wants to help his father. He's only seven, and he knows dad can handle most anything on his own, can fix anything, build anything. Still, the big X's he's putting on the windows with tape are pretty cool. Can I do one? No, we need to go on and get it done. I believe I could do it fast. Not as fast as me, but thank you. Go see if your mama needs anything. Robbie doesn't budge. There is something about this work his father is doing that fascinates him. He is not exactly sure how the X is supposed to make any difference, but he knows it's being put there for protection. Protection from the bad weather that's supposed to be coming toward them. The bad weather is Hurricane Andrew, and it is set to make landfall tomorrow. Is it going to be bad? It might be. Probably be a lot worse on others than it will be on us. Robbie likes that about his father. He seems to think of other people a lot. December 1994, Louisville, Mississippi. Ruth can finally sit down. Tonight is like a lot of other ones. She's not only feeding her own children, she has offered to feed and take care of one of the kids from the Head Start program. This girl is an especially sweet one, but Ruth cares deeply for all of them. She feels a duty to look after young people whenever they need help. And not only that, it makes her happy, fulfilled. She's never understood those people who complain about raising their babies, or people who work in the childcare business and have negative attitudes. Making a difference in a child's life, watching them grow, is a privilege. Don't they know that? Ruth gives her son the honor of blessing the food and can't help sneaking a peek at their guest to see that she has her head bowed and understands what is happening. If she hasn't been exposed to the good news before, Ruth will certainly remedy that. After the prayer, Ruth silently directs her kids to allow their visitor to make her plate first. They oblige, but there is some sort of cross word between the two boys and they wind up shoving each other once apiece. Right there at the table, everyone gets still and quiet, and the guest soon learns what the other youth know. Their mother is about to address them. August 1996, Wichita, Kansas. Matthew, Matt, Lompon, can't believe what he's seeing and hearing on his parents' living room television. And who am I that's standing before you tonight? I was born in Russell, Kansas, a small town in the middle of the prairie, surrounded by wheat and oil wells. As my neighbors and friends from Russell tonight sit in the front row of this hall know well, Russell, though not west, looks out upon the west, and like most small towns on the plains, it is a place where no one grows up without an intimate knowledge of distance, and the first thing you learn on the prairie is the relative size of a man compared to the lay of the land. This man is from his hometown and one of the two nominees about to become president of the United States. I didn't even know about this. I didn't think you'd much care, honey. Of course I care. This is amazing. Just a guy from Kansas. You know, this man wasn't even all that 
charismatic. Wasn't even a great speaker. Didn't seem to have all that much energy. Imagine what I could do. For all his fascination with and fear of weather, young Matt takes a long look at politics and says to himself, this is what I want to do with my life. This has been episode two of Basement Now. I'm Jason Liusri, exec producer, writer, editor. Main title music by Funk's Gate. We'll be back in two weeks with another installment. If you are enjoying the show so far, please leave us a positive review and rating on iTunes. Connect with us on Facebook or Instagram, WTVA Creative Content. Thanks. I'll talk to you soon.